0: I'm going to read the word to you this morning. We're, we're titled "My message today is Spiritual Gifts because I'm going back finishing Ephesians out of chapter 4 verses 7 through 16. Now on August 5th I preached the first part of this verses 1 through six about unity and I'm going to touch on that today. But if you'll stand with me as we read the word, and if you want, you can turn around, it's on that TV or you can just look at me. So beginning at verse 7, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who will ascend higher than all the heavens so that it might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today as we talk about it, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open wide today to hear from heaven, that we would hear what the spirit of God wants to tell us, that Lord, that you would redeem our lives from situations, Lord, that are out of control right now, God, and you would give us the way, show us the way that we can walk in it. Father, that your mighty hand would be upon each one of us and you cover, keep, and protect us, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. You know, as you gain understanding of God, you start to see how much a giver God is because God is a giver, amen? Um, John three sixteen it says, for God, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, So that everyone, say everyone, who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. His giving, God's giving to us, is out of love for us. God so loves us. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. (laughs) You know, it's when it says he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. We know that it's a love mood move on the part of God. It's totally out of love that he did this. The New King James says, to each one of us, grace was given. It, the love of God is not something you can earn. You, you cannot be so good that God loves you. God already loves you. God has done what he's done because he loves you, amen? We're here because he loves us. It says we love because he first loved us, amen? And, and, and this love has been extended to all of us, to everyone that, that calls upon the name of the Lord. But God loves everyone, it's available to anyone. This is why he came for us, so that we might be saved, amen? God desires that we be saved. Again, that's a love move on the part of God. And we need to grasp how much God loves us so that we can respond to it accordingly. Now, our right response, according to the word of God, to his love, is number one, that we love God. Amen, that we love him back. How many of you, well, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many have ever told somebody that you love them and they said, yeah, that's nice. You know, that seems so defeating. You know, God says, I love you, and you say, Oh, that's nice. No, it's I love you. <laughs> you know, if I Dawn, if I told Donna, Donna, I love you, honey, she said, that's good, Ron. I'd be waiting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's how it is. I mean, when there's when love is given, you you, you, you hope that love is returned, amen. And the, the thing about God is he loves unconditionally it's no, it's not based on you God just loves you okay and now he would love to hear "I love you God he'd love to hear that from you why don't we all say that? I love you God you hear that father oh <laughs> Oh, that brings him joy, I know. (laughs) Uh, You know how I know it brings him joy? Because it brings me joy when people say, I love you, Pastor. Uh, You know, it brings joy to your heart. And so I know God just loves it when we express our love for him. Amen? And so number two, in our right response to God's love, (coughs) still got a little bit of a cough when I talk a lot from that Africa incident. But number two, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the biblical response, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, who's your neighbor? Everyone's your neighbor. Everybody you meet is your neighbor. So you're to love them with the love of God, with the way you love yourself. Now, on August 5th, and here I go talking about that message again, I preached on the first part of this chapter, verses one through six. It talked about how to walk in unity, how the church should be united, amen? Now, when I was in Uganda, they asked me to speak on unity to all the pastors. Now, there was probably 400, 450 pastors and leaders in this meeting. And I spoke on unit. I spoke the same message. I spoke to you. And as I was winding it up for the altar call for these pastors, the Lord spoke to me about them. And it made me think about us. Because the Lord hadn't told me that when I spoke this message to you. But he told me, the Lord said, many are too hurt and wounded to make a right commitment to unity. People have spoken against them. People have abandoned them. People have cheated them. People have broken commitments to them. They've done things that are wrong to them. They've hurt them. And the Lord told me they need to give up that pain first to walk in unity. Like I said, I'm talking to over 400 pastors. And I told them what God told me, what I just said. And I asked them to bow their heads. And I said, if that's you, raise your hand. Almost every hand went up. These were pastors that had been hurt and wounded. And what it led to was they couldn't trust people. I've always joked with Pastor Otto. Pastor Otto and I have always joked together and it's not really very funny. But when somebody comes to me and says, pastor, I love you so much, I'm never gonna leave. It's like, watch out, they're on their way. I got one foot out the door. <laughs> I don't know why that is. You know, I had this guy tell me one one time, the Lord has told me to submit to you, pastor. I want to do what you tell me. I want you to train me and raise me up. And I'm like, great. A month later, I hear his son saying, yeah, we're leaving the church. So I go to him, I go, hey, what happened? Your son says you're leaving the church. And he says, yeah, God told us to leave. I said, oh. I said, God changed his mind? (laughs) Because... So please don't ever come and tell me you love me so much you're never going to leave, okay? I'll say, oh boy, I'll just strike you off right then. Because that's what happens. You know, so when I thought back about it, what I preached here to you, I wondered how many of you have been hurt To the point that you're not really going to walk in unity. That you're really not going to walk hand in hand with people. How many of you had things said about you or been cheated or commitments broken to you or that have really wounded you? And maybe it's not this church, but it maybe is a church. You know, if we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves and walk in unity, we got to let go of the pain. We got to let go of that. Because it stops us from going all in to build the kingdom of God. And time is short, and we need to be united. We can't keep messing around in the church, amen. We've got to be all in with God so that we can really build the kingdom of God, amen, so that when people come into this house, they feel the love of God, that they, they get it. They're, they're with us, amen, that they're walking hand in hand. Did you want a microphone? I'll get you one. Number four, Ed. i seen her looking around. I'm like, she wants to say something.
1: Talking about unity and love. First, you have to love God. You can't do it on your own. If you love God enough, you're not trusting. I'm not trusting Margaret that she won't hurt me. I'm not trusting any of you that you won't hurt me. I'm trusting him that he will protect me. You give your heart to him, and then his love comes through you to love all those people. You have to understand that concept. That way, and the only way, because all of us will fall short, and none of us are gonna always get our way, and none of us are always gonna see things the same way. So you're always gonna have something somewhere. The only safe way to do it is to first give your love Give your heart and trust to God. And when you truly get that in you, then you'll be able to love others and he'll protect you. Why? Because if Margaret, I'm picking on you because you would never hurt me and you never have since a kid. But Margaret may come up and do something that might hurt me, but I'm not going to be wounded. Why? Because when you have the love of Jesus in you, you have the truth And when you stand on the truth, you either know if you've stepped out of line and then you know to repent, or you know it doesn't belong to you, so you don't take it, you don't hold it. That's the only way to protect yourself. Trying to control and control everything around you and about you is never going to bring peace. It's never going to bring what you want. It's a lie. It's a lie from the enemy. And that's what he's talking about. If you have hurts, a lot of times we pick up a spirit of control, and that's how the enemy gets right in there. got to lay that down, because that control makes you do this. And nobody can get close to you, and there's no trust, and therefore that cuts off the line of love, and you'll never be a light to the world, and you'll never go anywhere. It's a lie. Lay it down. Amen. Amen. So,
0: <clears throat> before I go any further in our message, I would like us to pray. So, why don't we bow our heads for a minute? Maybe you're here today and you say, I've got pain that, that has caused. You do not be trusting. And I want to lay it down today. If that's you, just raise your hand and wave at me right now. Amen, yeah, amen, 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 amen. I have a prayer I want us to say, but it, it's not going to be on the screen. Let's see if it comes up. So it's not coming up. So if you could just stand with me, turn around, look at that screen up there. I'd like us to say this prayer together. Ready, begin. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today as my Father and the God that forgives and heals. I ask you to forgive me for carrying this pain around I now surrender to you this pain and ask that you lift it off of me and heal my heart and my mind. I commit to renewing my mind with your word to replace the thoughts of the hurt. Help me today to be united with the body of Christ so that I can love my neighbor as myself. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, you could say, you might be thinking it's not that easy. Well, I would say to you, why not? He's God. He can take it. He can break it off of you today if you let him, amen. He can heal your heart if you let him. When we pray that prayer, when you said it, just, just know that God can do anything. Amen? And he can break that off of you. He's all powerful. When we surrender to him, like we sang earlier, we surrender, he does a work in us, amen? He does a work in us. So believe today, God's done a work in you, amen? He's done a work in you. Just let it sink into you and let him just continue to touch your heart. Because remember, he loves you. He loves you. And he gave his very best for us so that we can be free, amen? so that as the body of Christ, we can be united and accomplish what God has for us. That's what he wants. Before we, we talk about the spiritual gifts that he's given us, let's talk about the ascension and descension. The ascension is described in Acts chapter one, verse 9 through, verses nine through 11. You might wanna turn there on your phone or your Bible so that you can uh, or write it down so you can look it up later. Acts 1, 9-11. It says, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud. While they were watching, and they they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken up into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way that you saw him go. Amen. He, they stood there. They watched him go up. They stood looking, looking, as long as they could see him. And they're looking up and the guy's go, Hey, come on. What are you staring at? Get busy. Go and do what he's called you to do. Cause one day he's gonna come back the same way he went up. And that is our hope, amen. That's our blessed hope that Jesus is coming. Amen, and that he's coming. It's incredible to be able to, to see that. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. Wouldn't it to been there? But now we receive it by faith that he's up there in heaven, amen. Sitting at the right hand of the father. You know, sometimes he stands up. Sometimes he stands up and he cheers you on Dwayne. You know, because like when Stephen was getting stoned, Stephen says, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Sometimes he sees you, Monica, and he stands up and he cheers you on. Come on, Monica. Come on. He gets excited for you, amen. God is, is not disconnected from us. God is so connected to us that he has a plan for us, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. So he does stand up and he does encourage you to to Keep going, keep going, go, go, go. Amen, that's who he is. He's not, he's, not, he's not up there going, let's see if I can make Monica's life miserable today. He's not just kicking back on the throne. No, he's so engaged. He's so engaged with you. He's saying, Gabriel, calling you out, man. He loves you. He loves you. Well, that's the ascension. He went up, and he's there. And what is he doing? He's praying for us. He's interceding for us. Amen. He's crying out to the Father for us. And so when the enemy comes to accuse us to God, Jesus is intervening. I see Elena. She's covered by the blood. What do you got to say, devil? You're covered by the blood. All God, all the Father sees is the blood of Jesus over you. That's it. That's what he sees. And so when the enemy comes to accuse, Jesus laughs and says, No, look, Father, look, Father, there's the blood. There's the blood of Jesus. There's the blood. My blood's covering her. Devil's got nothing. So when he comes to accuse you, just look in the mirror and say, oh, I see is the blood of Jesus, devil. Oh, I see is the blood. Don't let him accuse you. Don't let him tell you who you used to be. Tell him who you are. I'm a child of God. I'm under the blood of Jesus. Amen. Don't let the devil rack your head with junk. You know, and then it talks about that he descended So this could have two meanings that he descended. So number one, 1 Peter chapter 2, 19 and 20, 19 through 22. It says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago when God patiently waited while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you. Not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, Verse 22, Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God and all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority, amen? He went down, you know, because people say, what about the people that never heard? God took care of that. Jesus went there. He went down into hell to the realm of the dead and he ministered to them. Or it could mean this. It is symbolically referring to his incarnation in which he left the throne of heaven and humbled himself by becoming a suffering servant here on earth. Whichever reference we look at, they are both true and they are both valid. He did descend into hell to take captivity captive, to take back the keys to death and hell, amen? Jesus is victorious. And he did leave the throne room of heaven to become a suffering servant here on this earth. So whichever reference we look at, they're both true and valid. He descended and he ascended, amen. And he gave gifts to men while he was at it. And the gifts that he gave is he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. An apostle is a special messenger, a delegate, one commissioned for a particular task or role, one who is sent forth with a message, like like a missionary would be today, sent out to um, bring the message of Jesus Christ, to plant churches like Paul did, you know, to to set people over them. And then a prophet is a foreteller, one who speaks forth a divine message that can at times include foretelling future events. So... An evangelist is a person who seeks to convert others to the Christian faith, especially by public preaching. And a pastor, a spiritual overseer, especially a a clergy person serving a local church or parish. Teachers, one that teaches, especially one whose occupation is to instruct. So, these are the gifts, and Tim, I'm going to ask you if you come back now, please. These are the gifts that Jesus has given to the church. They're meant to equip the saints of which you are. You are all saints. Everybody say, "I'm a saint." Amen. You are a saint, Amen. You don't have to wait till you die. And you know, I've read to you a few months ago what it, <coughs> what the requirements of the Catholic Church are for a saint. But to be a biblical saint is to believe in Jesus. That makes you a saint. You are a saint, amen. So, but these five-fold ministers, they're meant to equip the saints of which you are. So, to equip means to mend, to prepare, to enable for function. So, I, I hope that earlier in our prayer, that it mended a pain that was in you that limited you. See, that's what we're to do. We're to mend, help mend people's lives. And then we're to prepare you. Our school of ministry starts on Tuesday. And uh, I'm very excited. I'm teaching on evangelism. And we're going to do some evangelizing. It's going to be fun. Um, So Ed's teaching on the New Testament, and Jeanette's teaching hermeneutics, how to interpret the word of God. So, just coming on a Sunday morning will not equip you. Linda, I loved when you, you said to me one Wednesday night at prayer, You said, I feel like I'm being mentored on how to pray. And, and, but a lot of you don't come to Wednesday night to prayer. And you need to be coming to Wednesday night prayer. You need to engage in prayer, amen? Because you will learn how to pray if you're coming to Wednesday nights. And, and it's more than just being online. It's being in house, it's coming together and praying. Can I hear an amen? Amen. But that's what the church is to do. We're to mend, we're to prepare, we're to enable each person to be a viable person for the work of the ministry, amen? To win the lost and make disciples. That's what we're to be doing. The idea is that the body of Christ come in unity of our faith so that we will be mature in Christ. See, because we read what immaturity does. The enemy is out there trying to deceive us, trying to knock us off track, and we need to be walking in truth so that we don't get deceived, amen? We don't want to get deceived so that we're speaking the truth in love and that we keep growing up in Christ. That's the idea, growing up in Christ. And I've seen so many of you growing up in Christ, getting excited about Jesus, getting to the point where you can't help but share what God is doing in your life. And we need to be all fitted together, amen? It's time that all hands on deck, amen? It's time for the older to be teaching the younger. It's time for the younger to be going out and winning the lost and bringing them in, to be taught by the older. See, it's a perpetual wheel that God wants to use in us that we make disciples. The Younger winning people for Jesus, bringing them in, amen? It's the time for everyone to do their share of the work for the kingdom. (laughs) It's time for the local church to work together to build the kingdom of God. It's not time to sit back and see what happens. Let's just wait and see. It's time to engage. It's time to engage. There's some of you I've been telling you, you've got to start engaging. That's your, your level that you've got to be at. You've got to engage. It's time to go forward as a unit to do something great for God. That's what God has. As each part does its own special work, it helps other parts grow. We're needed, amen? I know Mama Priscilla. Man, you know, when I, when I first came to the Lord and, and they said, hey, why don't you, you know, we used to visit, first time visitors, we'd go to their home. And uh, I went with Mama Priscilla. I was scared to death to go. You know, and I'd go with, but I didn't want to say anything. You know, I would just go along. And then they said, "All right, Ron, you're gonna to lead tonight." I'm like, "Oh God!" I felt like my heart was gonna pound out of my chest. I thought I was gonna throw up. I mean, I was so nervous. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go knock on somebody's door that visited the church, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do the talking. I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> it was bad. They prayed for me, and when we. When we got there, you know, I couldn't shut up. It's like for, I talked for like an hour. You know, I just, I couldn't shut up. It just, it just kept bubbling up and out of me. And, uh, you know, she, I've knocked on more doors with her than anybody in in this community because that's what God had us doing at that time, knocking on doors and going out and evangelizing door to door, you know. But if you believe Jesus is coming again, how many of you believe that? How many believe Jesus is coming? Then what are we doing? We've got to get busy. We've got to press in, amen, into unity in the church to do the work and teach each other and win the lost. Amen? We've got to do this. It can't be about, well, I'm too busy. Well, that Lord might say that to you. I'm too busy. What I don't want to hear is, uh, depart from me, I never knew you. There's no age limit on this. We've got to be working together. Is it challenging? Yeah, it is a challenge. You may have to lay down your will for his will. You may have to start responding to him like never before. I understand about getting tired. I understand about going through things. I get it. That's why I don't pressure people. I was once, I worked, I had my own business. I worked full-time at my business. I worked full-time at the church. I know what it took. I knew what it was, how hard it was. And I know not, not everybody's got that. But God put that drive in me. God wants to start driving you. God's plan is to encourage you to step up in these last days. It's time to accelerate the work of God. Because we all said, He's coming. We can't sit back and watch Him come. That's what happened. When Jesus came and walked the earth, they watched. The religious people watched. They didn't participate. They missed his coming. They weren't ready. Are you ready? Are you all in? Are you willing to commit to to doing something for Jesus? Now, I'm not telling you you've got to get behind a pulpit. I like being behind this pulpit. It's what God called me to be. But maybe your pulpit's at your work. Maybe your pulpit's in your home. Maybe your pulpit is at the gas station or on the corner down there. But we're all called. What does the word say? Many are called but few are chosen. What that means is everybody's called, but not everybody will respond. Not everybody will say yes. And he also tells us in Luke, he says, count the cost. Count the cost of what you're going to do. You got to count the cost. So I've asked him to come up so we can sing I surrender all again. And if you're ready today to say, Pastor, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to walk in unity with the church. I'm willing to get involved in the life of the church so that we can see the kingdom of God come and his will would be done. That we would all just be stirred to do God's plan, amen. So I'm gonna ask you to stand this morning. And I'm gonna ask you if you're ready to come to the front as we sing this song, I surrender all. Jesus, I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust in His from your heart I surrender here we are before you, surrendering all to you, Jesus. And I pray today, God, that the unity of faith in this room would just grow today, God. Lord, as we've let go of pain today, God, that, Lord, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would just speak to every person, Father. Lord what you would have them to be involved in in the life of the church that Lord you say it, you're telling me all hands on deck all hands on deck Lord let every hand know what they're to do God and Lord that we not get weary in it God we not get tired but Lord that you show us you show us how to do it, God. You show us what to do. Each one individually, Father. That your hand would be upon each one of us, Father. Father, we glorify you and we exalt you. Everybody, just repeat this after me. Whether you're at the altar or you're not. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus. I, surrender all. I surrender all. I commit today. To live a life of unity. Live a life of unity. To be a part of the local body. Move in me, Lord. Move in me, Lord. I'm your vessel. I am your vessel. And I surrender all. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today, huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you let God stir you on what what you should be doing. You let God tell you what you should be doing. And then you come and tell me. I know who's here. I got you. So, amen. Amen. You know, I want not you give me just a couple more minutes to tell you a few things. Ed, can we play that video? No, we can't play that video. Hey, listen. Next Sunday, the Mario Murillo meetings, revival meetings start. Out at the L.A. County Fairgrounds. Start at 7 o'clock. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I can only go Sunday and Tuesday, but I've signed up to help online. You can, um, you can grab the, the card off of the information booth if you wanna volunteer out there. But listen, come on out, come on out next Sunday night. Bring somebody that needs healing or needs salvation. Bring them, get them out there, amen, bring them out there. If you need the van, just come tell me, I got 10 people I'm taking, I need a van. Let's do this, amen? I believe God wants to do this. This can be a springboard for what God wants to do in Southern California. And let's be on board, amen. on that springboard to go forward. So come on out for that, get involved in that. I got something else I want to tell you, but I forget. I didn't write it down. But um, though the school starts on Tuesday. For those of you that signed up for the school, if you didn't sign up and you just want to come, come and learn. So, amen. God loves you and so do I. Let's stand. Father, I pray a covering of blessing over every person here today. I pray that, Lord, your healing go with every person, your blessing go with every person, and your protection go with every person. Let your hand be upon them, Father. Cover, keep, and protect them this day, Lord. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, you don't got to go because there's coffee and pie. I saw pie and cake out there. Have a little dessert. Greet somebody and just visit with somebody today. God bless you. Have a great day. Hey, Wednesday night, we'll be praying for these revival meetings. So if you can come and be in agreement with us that would be great